The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do, that's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Good morning. I'm Brian Curtis. And I'm Doug Krisner. Here are the stories we're following today. United Airlines says it has found loose bolts in multiple Boeing 737 MAX 9 jets during inspections. This comes in the wake of a door plug getting blown out of an Alaska Airlines plane over the weekend. As a result, U.S. aviation safety regulators grounded and ordered inspections on some 171 MAX 9 jets. Today, Boeing issued guidelines to airlines on how to conduct these inspections. It's an initial step that is required before the U.S. Federal Aviation administration could approve a return to flight for the planes. Boeing shares, by the way, closed down 8% in New York. They are little changed in after hours, which is interesting because it came after we heard uh, those comments from United Airlines. But that 8% drop in the stock is the biggest decline we've seen in Boeing since October of 2022. Will the CEO of JetBlue Airways, Robin Hayes, he's going to be stepping down next month. We are told his decision came at the urging of his doctor, although no specific health issue is involved. Here's more from Bloomberg's Charlie Pellet. The company says Hayes will be replaced on February 12th by Joanna Garrity, a nearly 20-year JetBlue veteran who is currently serving as president. The 57-year-old Hayes has been CEO since February of 2015, and JetBlue's shares have declined by about two-thirds since then. The transition comes at a critical time for JetBlue as it awaits a federal judge's ruling on whether its pending $3.8 billion takeover of Spirit Airlines violates any antitrust laws and should be blocked. In New York, Charlie Pellet, Bloomberg Radio. Shares closed at a record and up 6.4% in the latest session after the company unveiled three new desktop graphics chips. These extra components will let gamers, designers, and other computer makers and users get better use of AI in their personal machines. We heard earlier from Bloomberg's Ian King. AI has been an enormous benefit for this company already. It's proved materially that this is real, that this is about actual sales and actual deployment. Again, NVIDIA comes out here and says, hey, don't forget about us, this AI PC that Intel, that AMD has been talking about. We can do this too, and actually we think we're better than they are. So again, that's likely to press the right kind of button with investors, and and we're seeing that reaction. Bloomberg's Ian King. Separately, NVIDIA said the capabilities of its new products will not trigger rules put in place by the U.S. government to limit the export of AI-related chips to China. And again, NVIDIA shares with a very good session up 6.4%. We go to China next, where the central bank is hinting at further monetary easing with a possible cut in banks' reserve ratios. The story from Bloomberg's Yvonne Mann in Hong Kong. 
The PBOC may use assorted monetary policy tools to provide more support. The central bank's head of monetary policy, Joe Lan, said these tools include money market operations, medium-term lending facilities, and reserve requirements. The comments come after the central bank already provided a massive amount of liquidity in recent weeks. Back in July, Zhou made similar comments in public before the central bank made a triple R cut in September. Much of this may already be priced into markets. Last month, economists polled by Bloomberg forecast a 25 basis point cut in the first quarter of this year. In Hong Kong, I'm Yvonne Mann, Bloomberg Radio. Meantime, Chinese President Xi Jinping is pledging to deepen the country's crackdown on corruption. Bloomberg's Joanne Wong has that story from Hong Kong. President Xi said he would increase punishment for people who offer bribes. CCTV says Xi urged tighter monitoring to prevent the spread of graft to new sectors. He highlighted finance, energy, infrastructure, pharmaceutical and state-owned firms as the main areas of focus. Xi has repeatedly filed a zero tolerance on corruption since he took office in 2012. Just last year, China investigated a number of high-profile bankers. These include former Bank of China Chairman Liu Liangge and former China Development Bank Vice President Zhou Qingyu. In Hong Kong, I'm Joanne Wong, Bloomberg Radio. Sony is planning to call off the $10 billion merger agreement of its Indian unit with Z Entertainment. We are told it's due to a standoff over leadership. Seems as though there were questions surrounding whether Z CEO Punit Goenka, who is also incidentally the founder's son, would lead this new merged entity. Back in 2021, an agreement was signed for Goenka to lead the new company. However, Sony Sony no longer wants him to be in the role. Sony seems to be a little wary about a regulatory probe against him. And now Sony is working on sending a termination notice by January 20th. It's time for world news. Donald Trump is looking to have one of his court cases thrown out. We get more on this from Bloomberg's Dan Schwartzman. Dan? That's correct, Brian. In a filing today in Atlanta, Georgia, Trump has asked a judge to throw out the state's criminal case against him. The former president has been accused of leading a conspiracy to overturn the 2020 election. Now, Trump argues he should be immune from prosecution due to having been acquitted by the Senate after being impeached for the same conduct. Trump will also use the same argument on Tuesday during an appeals court hearing in Washington after a district judge struck down his immunity defense. President Biden speaking in Charleston, South Carolina today as he tries to make his case to black voters as to why they should support him like they did in 2020. The president's favorability amongst black voters fell to 61 percent in December. That's down 7 percent from October. Donald Trump holding steady at 25 percent. Biden was interrupted by pro-Palestinian protesters during his speech. He says he's working to get Israel out of Gaza. I understand their passion. And I've been quietly working. I've been quietly working with the Israeli government to get them to reduce and significantly get out of Gaza. I'm using all that I can to do. As President Biden speaking in South Carolina, Secretary of State Antony Blinken continuing his fourth tour of the Middle East since Hamas's October 7th attack on Israel with a meeting with Saudi Arabia's Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. 
Blinken is attempting to calm the region while also urging Israel to do more to protect civilians in Gaza. The secretary also took the time to warn the Iranian-backed Houthi militants that there will be consequences for attacking commercial ships in the Red Sea. Hezbollah says that a senior commander, Wissam Tawil, was killed in an Israeli airstrike on a car in southern Lebanon. The terror organization and Israel have been trading fire daily since Hamas's attack on Israel. Senior Israeli officials have warned that they are prepared to militarily move Hezbollah from the northern border if a diplomatic solution is not achieved, with time for a resolution running out. The first U.S. moon landing in 50 years seemingly is doomed, as a Pittsburgh-based astrobotic technology says the spacecraft developed a, quote, critical fuel leak hours after takeoff. The company says they had managed to point the lander toward the sun to allow for the solar panel to collect enough sunlight to charge its battery while determining the next steps. Astrobotic is aiming to be the first private company to land on the moon, with NASA having given them and a Houston-based company millions of dollars to build and fly lunar landers. The second company is scheduled to make an attempt on the moon next month. Global news, 24 hours a day and whenever you want it with Bloomberg News Now. I'm Dan Schwartzman, and this is Bloomberg. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Ron Kraszewski, Chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial Advisors, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing entrepreneurial, advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. Imagine having the resources of the largest wirehouses and the support of the boutique shops, but none of the bureaucracy to get in the way of you serving your clients. At Stiefel, it's your business, your book, your clients. I always tell the advisors we're recruiting, I want you to come to Stiefel and double or triple your business. Most of them laugh and shake their heads, but I'm serious. Don't take it from me. Take it from Stiefel's number one finish in J.D. Power's 2023 U.S. Financial Advisor Satisfaction Study. So there's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. I'm Brian Curtis in Hong Kong. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. Paul Allen joins us now from Sydney. And our guest is George Ferguson, Bloomberg Intelligence Senior Aerospace and Airlines Analyst, to look closer at this Boeing story and all the latest. So, George, this latest disclosure by United Airlines would seem to be quite troubling as it involves multiple jets being affected by this, uh, although the, the testing apparently was confined to the uh, Max Dash 9 jets. And we'll get into maybe later whether or not this could spread. But in the short term, could this uh, could this set back hopes now that the FAA might clear these planes anytime soon? Uh, you know, First, thanks for having me on. I, I, I just think that, um, I think given the problems with the Alaska air flight, I think the FAA would have wanted inspection of all the airplanes in the fleet anyways. And so my sense is it doesn't necessarily uh, slow things down or change the inspection program. Uh, I, I do think that, you know, this plug is typically used on the longer version of the 737. So I think that the risk that it spreads to the rest of the MAX fleet is lower and there's just not even a plug in the smaller portion of the airplane uh, as near as we can tell and so i think that it, it probably does stay limited to the dash nine hmm. yeah another small development that we heard of that is 
kind of curious. The cockpit flight recorder got overridden. Um, yeah. First off, since when was that a thing? And secondly, what are the implications? Yeah, I, I'd heard this as well. And so, you know, I, I, it's like one of those hard drives that probably overwrites itself every so many hours. And my guess is, though, that there wasn't a lot to learn necessarily from the cockpit, right? The pilots uh, got the airplane back intact, uh, thankfully, uh, you know, to the airport. I'm sure there's a bunch of stress in the cockpit. But I really think that the majority of what we're going to learn about this flight is going to be back at the um, the door plug and, uh, and, and the piece they found on the ground. It seems like what we've learned so far is that this is, is more of a manufacturing issue rather than a design issue. Is that correct? And is that somewhat less troubling then uh, to clean up the manufacturing side rather than design? It, I think it is less troubling. I think it, it, it would be a silver lining for Boeing. You, you hate to have this this happen under any circumstances, but when you look at the the you know the way the the plug you look at the sort of the, the shots later on and you see where the plug was in the airplane and how clean the plug seemed to have left the airplane it does seem to indicate that either fasteners failed uh, or someone didn't apply the fasteners correctly and i think the united news kind of confirms that maybe somebody on the manufacturing line uh, didn't understand the right procedure for uh, you know for uh, applying this plug are we potentially seeing a bit of a blame game starting to emerge here as well as to whether it's uh, Boeing's processes at fault, perhaps Spirit that makes the fuselage, or, or even this other company we're now hearing about, AAR, which had uh, installed Wi-Fi during a maintenance period? Yeah, so the AAR is, a, is sort of a late-breaking uh, story, and I guess I'd have to hear that they had done the, the dome on both Alaska and United and a bunch of airplanes. I think we'd have to find sort of more evidence that would tie them together. Uh, I would think that there, you know, there's always a potential for, for, for blame game here. But at the end of the day, uh, Boeing manufactures the airplane and warrants to be warrants it to be airworthy as it leaves their factory. And so I think. Uh, as much as they might have a supplier problem with Spirit not doing the work right, it's their job to make sure the airplane leaves the factory uh, ready to go. And so I think that you can't get away with too much of that. And I would just, you know, I sort of follow that up a bit with Boeing can't make the 737, any version of it, without Spirit Aerosystems. And so as as much as they may want to say, hey, look, our supplier did this, it's not our fault. They can, you know, they need spirit to to survive, and they they need spirit to to thrive. And so, again, they can only get away with so much of that. They really need to get down there if it's at, if the problem's at spirit and help spirit fix the problem because that's the way forward for both spirit and for Boeing. Just asking this from a pure layman standpoint, uh, you know, getting back to the question of these, these plugs, you know, these these uh, areas of the plane, uh, which might have a, a door, but in this case was uh, had a, a a plug block in there, and that's what blew off and, and caused this. Um, since this, if it ultimately is a manufacturing issue, wouldn't this kind of raise questions about many other planes, no matter what, because you know, a lot of these manufacturing processes. He's, you know, these people are working on multiple types of planes. Yeah, so um, Spirit, though, has, uh, you know, a heavy uh, amount of work on the 737. So I think that you're, 
Um, you know, if it's a problem at spirit, does it mean that it's a problem on a lot of different narrow bodies? Not necessarily. Uh, p- plugs are used on a lot of different airplanes and have been used effectively for many, many, many years, right? And, um, you know, I, I, I think as well, you, if there's a problem with a plug, uh, a significant enough problem that, uh, that it's not going to be able to maintain pressure, you're going to know it, I think, pretty soon when you get into service. And this particular airplane had been in service uh, less than three months. So I don't think... Um, I don't think it's something that we all have, need to be uh, overly concerned about. But again, I think on the on the Dash Nine, you do, and and we need to make an inspection on everything in the in the fleet to feel uh, safe. Uh, can you give us a bit of a sense of the task ahead now for Boeing in terms of restoring trust, restoring its reputation? Is there anything comparable in your experience? Uh, no, the I mean, I think these uh, these last four or five years of Boeing have been. I would. I would say perhaps unprecedented, and uh, starting from the MCAS debacle with the um, with the crashes and and getting to here, um, I, I think we can see how this occurred. Right, we the, the airplane was grounded prior to the pandemic. Uh, I think you know that led to stress on the workforce. People may decide to leave. Uh, there were reductions in workforce. Then you hit a pandemic where travel goes to almost zero, uh, and you can understand why other people might say that would be their time to to leave the business. Uh, so I think the way forward is really about training the workforce extremely yeah. well, and they may have to overdo that here. Yeah. All right, George, thank you. Very good information. George Ferguson, Bloomberg Intelligence, Senior Aerospace and Airlines Analyst. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Asia, your morning brief on the stories making news from Hong Kong to Singapore and Wall Street. Look for us on your podcast feed every day on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcast. You can also listen live each day on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast to coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM Channel 119, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Brian Curtis. I'm Doug Krisner. Join us again tomorrow for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.